All right, let's go. Tim, I've never, I can't remember when I was so disappointed. I guess when I coached, I was disappointed. But I thought it was when 8-1. I said, ah, let's keep watching this game, 8-1, you know. And, uh, Disaster for the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. It was just, I was. I, I, anybody in Canada doesn't know leading 8-1. 8-1. 8-1. 8-1. I mean, as Till one inning. Well, it was kind of middle of the game. It was middle of the game. No, like, it was six inning. I think six like, inning or something like that. You know, I, you don't like to second guess guys, and I don't like to second guys. But Guzman was just—he was on a he roll. He was having fun. He was having—he—he he was pitching. It's one of those deals. He's having fun. He had those guys under control, and they—they they were. I think they—I think they were. Uh, psyched out a little bit against them too because he was just fine. Anyhow, don't the I'm managers not, worry a little bit too much about saving those pitchers? No, I'm not arms. going to second yeah. guess the guy. But oh my goodness, eight to one, and what a collision! So uh, that's but the, that's the worst collision I've ever seen in hockey. Well, or baseball, baseball. But if if you were going to make a movie and you said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to load the bases up, and the guy's going to hit a dying coil out. To center field, it couldn't have been better. And a good's going to go over Bouchette, uh, Bouchette's glove, and just short of Springer's glove, they're going to collide, and it's going to clear the and bases. Did they collide? You'd go, no, oh, you can't do that. I mean, it was like in a movie, like it was like a Disney movie, and the crowd was just in shock. Yeah, and 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 the three runs come home. They they trotted home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was like it was unbelievable. Well, I, mean, I always thought they called it. I thought the outfielders would usually. I got it. I got it. I got it. But no. Well, they were going so fast they couldn't hear one another, and they were going full tilt. But if it was, say, two feet shorter, Bichette would have had it. If it was two feet further out, Springer would have had it. So it fell right perfect in the middle where neither of them could get the ball. Neither could get it. That was depressing. Yeah, and I and I I'm a Blue Jay fan. I don't want to talk anymore about it. That, but I, I the one thing though that I got to say though, Dad, is that in the the first game that Castile for the Mariners, oh he was the pitcher goodness. was unbelievable. I've that, never seen a pitcher like that. He 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 was unbelievable. Anyhow, that's the forget about baseball. Well, let's talk about the one thing we'll talk about is the three game series. No, which is two which, out of three. Well, you two know of, all about that, Dad, with Chicago. I remember. I, re, I I don't know who come up with the two, two out of three. You work all hard, and you, and you don't get any don't get any breaks. You, you get two games at home. So what? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember the first game, Chicago. It was Chicago, and we just hammered. Yeah, it was eight two. Was that the score? Eight two, and Phil and Greg Shepard both had two goals, and it was and and it was like a piece of cake. And this was your first year coaching the Boston Bruins. First year. First time you made Stanley for- Cup Stanley Cup finalists. Yeah. They went to the finals a year before. And here I am, new coach. So I you know, we hammered them eight to two. I mean it was just it was it was it wasn't even a contest. And then in the paper the next day they had Esposito, Tony Esposito, you know, just... He was finished. Just, He's no good. He should retire. Remember just, the whole thing? Yeah, yeah it was, it was retired. And this was one of your players' brother. Phil's, yeah. Yeah, Phil. Anyhow, 
And I so said, then we went to game two. It was in Chicago. No, in game two, it was uh, we were losing 3-2. And Bobby got a shorthanded goal to tie it up. He had three points that game. And um, uh, who was the guy? Somebody trying to think. Who Bobby Schmatz. But yeah, Bobby Schmatz scored. And they called it offside. Yeah, short had another short had a goal, and, and he and he was he was home free. They called it offside. It wasn't. It was not offside. And Schmatzi would have scored. And then it went to overtime, and Ivan Bolderev yeah scored in Europe. And, and I I remember Ivan one time said, "Now I I was born in Canada. You know his name with like a guy Ivan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know who sent him? Like you know who gave who was assisted in that? Your old buddy Jimmy Papp and got the assist on the on the winner. Oh. So well, then we go back. He was a good hockey player. So then now it's now it's game three back in Boston, and we outshoot Chicago, <laughs> fifty four to nineteen. Fifty four to nineteen, and Jilly says, and they said, Jilly, you only had nineteen shots. Are you? Yes, but there are those the nineteen. There was a lot of hard shots. <laughs> You remember I mean, how many shots were out of 54? I remember I was standing on the bench, and I remember uh, Hodge let one go, and and Tony Esposito's down looking, and it hit the knob of his stick. What would it in? Yeah. Yeah. So they won 6-4. So they got six goals on 19 shots. Holy and, smokes. And you said that Jilly, Jilly, well, Jilly only had 19 shots. Yeah, but out of those 19, there was a lot of hard shots. So did you think... So after that, the Bruins went to the semi, went to the finals a year before, and now because of the three game series, like you would have, would have beat Chicago in seven games, but three games it's tough. Four, if we have, it had been four out of seven, we we had no problem. But uh, did, did you th- think? Did you think your job was in jeopardy? Did I? I told Harry. I I remember having a meeting with Harry, and I said, "Look, Harry, I I was so depressed. I said, I, I said, you don't have to pay me the next two years." <laughs> And I remember the the players saying, I think it was Phil. Phil kept saying, "No, no, no, no it was. It was Dallas Smith." Oh, your favorite guy, that Dallas Smith, Smith says, uh, says the infamous. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be there, we'll be there when the bell rings. Yeah, they were there all right. <laughs> they get out of town so fast to make your head swim, and I had to take all the abuse. Although, although the press was pretty good, though, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't jump no, all over we, you. I believe one player said in the paper after oh, the yeah. lo- after the loss. Was it Dallas Smith said? No, it was. Who, it was who Phil. said? It was, it was Phil. Phil that said we weren't prepared. Yeah, we, well, and I knew. So his, which, I knew his day. I don't know how it's going to get rid of Phil Esposito. I think that sealed his fate. I don't it? think he meant it. Well, I don't know what he meant, but but I, the, it was all all my fault. But you got him like we're going to talk about some other stuff. But but you're the general manager Harry Sinden. He basically rebuilt that team in a half a year. Like Phil was gone. Unfortunately, Bobby was hurt. Vad was gone. He, Kenny Hodge was gone. Dallas, Ricky, Dallas was gone. I, they're all gone. And in, and then you got John. And then you got. I got him Harry. Harry, let me get the guys I wanted, but not we. We. Well, he made. I mean, you look at Harry. He made a lot of good trades. He got Park and he got uh, Rattel Boy, for for that. I kind of let Harry down on that one. And then. Then he, he traded Andy Savard and got Peter McNabb. Yeah. Then he traded Kenny Hodge and got Ricky Middleton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those, are, those are pretty no, good I'd, trades. I'd say Kenny Hodge for Middleton was the best trade ever ever recorded. Well, because well, John Ferguson was the general manager of the Rangers. And I remember we had him on the Grapevine show. He says, well, he goes, I'll go down to history as the general manager made the worst trade in hockey ever, ever in hockey history. <laughs> you, know, you know what happened? I think he got uh, Ricky Middleton coming in late. 
Remember Ricky yeah. said to me, he said, well, I'm, I'm coming in late. He says, and if John Ferguson finds out, you know, John Ferguson, kill the guy. So he says, I'll go down the basement. And then I come up, you know, and then I won't. So he's not going to go through the lobby. He's going to go right. through the park lot and up to his room. So I'll go down the basement. He said, I went down the basement. And I come up to come up the lobby. And who's getting on the, the elevator is John Ferguson. He was mad at me. Yeah. So Thank he got rid goodness. of him. Well, he said that Phil, who was in New York at the time, says, get me Kenny Hodge and I'll get you 50 goals. And you got Kenny Hodge and Hodge did nothing. And Ricky Middleton, you know. Ricky Middleton, I think. He, well, he close to 500 goals. Yeah. Points. Well, we won't get into why he should be in, into yeah. the thing. But, we'll, we'll do a story on. But, uh, we, yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But, well, anyway, well, uh, it was for all the Jays fans, man, it was just. I, it, I'll I tell cannot. You, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I, I put it out of my mind because yeah. I'm watching the game and I can't believe it's happening. Neither could the fans. There were 47,000 there. Yeah. 47,000 again jammed. Yeah, and when they guy hit that triple, it was like you could hear a pin drop. It was like yeah. a... So. No, I don't want to talk about them anymore. Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online sportsbook and casino. And if you sign up now and use the promo grapes, you'll get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. They'll match your deposit up to $250. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. So Explain that, the $250. So if you put $250 in, like you got to put $250 in the kitty, right? So yeah. to bet, they'll match it. So then you'll have like $500 in the kitty. You're the best. I tell you, boy, if, if you, I watch those guys on television. Imagine there's money. And basically... Oh, I know I wanted to ask you, Tim. There was some people from uh, Australia wanted to get on the show. Yeah, we got a, an offer for on the podcast for an Australian cricket podcast to advertise on our show. But the problem was that they wanted to do a 30 or 40 second commercial at the start of the podcast. So I thought, yeah, well, you know, it's a little bit of money. But you listen to it. We're going, well, people play Don Cherry Grapevine thing and they hear people talking about cricket for 40 seconds they're going to go what's going on but i know to, nothing about cricket that, it, you know and i said it was any other sport like cricket i know it's good but that's one sport i have absolutely no idea about yeah, cricket. cricket you know you know in the cricket when they oh i know cricket yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know i don't get it so all that, right tim go so, ahead all right so spreads had some odds out for hockey right now of what's going to happen so let's see cindy and uh, we'll see if we agree with them okay mm-hmm. So they say the odds are they think that the Leafs will win their division. Not a chance. <laughs> That's a, sort of an even. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not knocking them. Yeah, and then they said Carolina will win their division. Yeah, they will. Yes, the Avalanche will win yep. their division, which I think will happen. Yep. And then they said the Flames are better odds to win their division than See, Edmonton. See, they just signed Sutter to a long-term contract. Yeah. yeah. No, I I'd say. Uh, Edmonton. Yeah. So then when you get to the playoffs, they said the Leafs are going to win the conference, <laughs> which means they'll get, they'll they win. They have to be there. <laughs> two, what's it, th- three, two rounds. And the Avalanche will be in, win their conference. Yeah, I believe in that. I don't. I think Edmonton will. And then the Avs and the Leafs will play in the finals. They predict that the Leafs are going to play. Well, in- if you look at the odds, right? Yeah. You look at, like, you're looking at, the odds, if you're going to bet the odds yeah. that they would say. and well, they, the, and the Ab- happy to get, at least get by the second round. <laughs> and the uh, 
they're predict the the best odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup is the Avalanche. So mm. the Avalanche. Yeah. I don't my I'll tell you my prediction for the finals. I think Carolina, if no if Anderson no. stays healthy, and Edmonton. Well, Edmonton, I, I agree with Edmonton. McDavid wins the heart. Yeah, they said McDavid's odds on favorite to win the heart. He should. Right. No player in, in hockey today that plays like him. Nope. Now, who is this guy here who's going to win the Vezina? I don't She's know. the goalie for uh, oh, the yeah. Rangers. Yeah, he should win it. Yeah. And then Makar, he's going to win the Norris again. Yeah, I'll go along with that. And then here are the other odds that they have. That... The Senators will not make the playoffs. Yeah, I believe they will. You think they will? I hope they will. Yeah. That they say the Jets are odds are the odds are against the Jets making the playoffs. I say they will make the playoffs. And it's a razor's edge toss up if the Canucks make the playoffs. Mm, well, I, I no hope doubt. they don't. <laughs> I hope. And why don't you like the Canucks? Well, you don't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah. And then they said the odd makers say Matthews will get over 60 goals this year. No, I don't believe he'll get 60 goals. No. They'll be watching him a little closer. They were, they were letting him go pretty good last year. They'll go in, they'll talk about him before they, each game. Yeah. And they'll, they'll check him a little closer. I do they think. shadow players like, do they, or do they only shadow, shadow players in the playoffs or do they do it? Well, just during- when you're out there, when I had the Bruins, when you're out there, you, you don't know what he's going to play, center or winger or what. He, and um, just watch him a little closer, that's all. Yeah. Except Lafleur. <laughs> yeah. Watch him or check him? Well, you know, just give him a little shot here and just there. Just slash him here and there. Let him, yeah. let him know you're around. Yeah, okay, I get it. He, he had it pretty good last year. Yeah, he had it easier last year, you think? Yeah. Yeah, now he's going to get it. Yeah. Well, I it, it looks like a guy that wouldn't be able to take it as much as, let's say, a guy like Lafleur. Well, he's like, uh, he's kind of, he's a big guy. Him. He's a lot bigger than you think. Oh, is he ever Yeah, but he's big? like a Great Dane. I mean, you, know what, I, you know what his father said? He said he, he told him to walk straight. Well, he does walk slouchy. He, he did walk slouchy. He it's does very now. Very slouchy. He used to watch him coming in from the, you know, into the uh, game. He didn't like that. He's a pretty good guy. I I don't know. I don't know him that well. So I think he, I think they'll watch him a little closer, and I don't think he'll get sixty goals. So you don't think Matthews will get sixty goals? Okay. So take a guess. Who was the last player to score back to back sixty goal seasons? I don't know. Pavel Burry. Pavel Burry, boy. You wow, know, that's you know, a ways you know, ago. You know, it's funny thing is, here's here, people think I didn't like Pavel Burry. The only guy that could skate like Bobby Orr was Pavel Pavel and put the puck in the net. I never, I, I didn't, I didn't have anything against him. You know, I guess you call him a little weasel. Well, that was when he uh, he did that to uh, uh, Cam Neely. Remember, he did to Cam Neely, knocked it, kicked his feet out from under. Yeah, no, I think you called him a weasel because you said that he was holding Pat Quinn up to sign a contract no, in the playoffs. That is so wrong. You know, you know, I'll never forget this. I said, no way that, that you'd hold up a, a good Irishman like Pat Quinn. He was supposed to have said, I'm not playing the seventh game unless I get this contract. Well, you're not. You say that to Pat Quinn. Well, you're, you wouldn't play. And what, a little weasel a radio guy out there said that I said it. I never said that. And I, I remember Pat Quinn was would, being interviewed with uh, uh, Ron McLean. And he said, I ought to poke you, and I thought he was kidding. I, th- I thought he was kidding because I was sticking up for him. 
And, he, and uh, this Breezel guy uh, on the radio went and told him the other way. That's what the reporters do now. They say something, the guy says something, then the reporters run over and says, oh, do you know? Well, so you did guy. say it that a good Irishman wouldn't be held up for... Yeah, I said, and, and he didn't. He wasn't watching. This guy, either the radio guy went up and said that I said the exact opposite, you know, that he'd held, held up. And Pat Quinn was on uh, with Ron McLean, and he said, I ought to poke you. I I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. He poked me. And then after, and I found out he was serious. He would have poked me. And I went looking for him. I couldn't find him anywhere. Oh, am I glad I didn't find him. But there's <laughs> a lot of quotes out there that you have been accused of saying and you never said. So it's like, you know what one of my favorite stat <laughs> is the one that they said that you said with Mike Bilberry about the pan, I love this word, the pansification of hockey. Well, I didn't say that. You either. didn't say that. Well, it's in the. It was in the paper that Mike Mir- Mike Milbury and you. You know, you say you know there's been a pansification of hockey. Yeah, well, I and never, you never, I, never said never said pansification. And you know what? They 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 contribute you to saying chicken Swede. I never said a chicken Swede once. <laughs> that was no. Ballard. That was Ballard that said it. <laughs> I and, know, but everyone as everyone says, well, it sounds like something. Well, if you Ron would did say. something wrong, wrong on uh, uh, Coach's Corner. It, w- it wouldn't be him. It would be me. It would be my fault. Well, I think one of the worst ones, we're kind of getting off topic here, but I think one of the worst ones was that, I forget which newspaper it was, that took a, a satirical quote from you from like a, one of those oh, yeah. things that said that they asked you about the the murder rate in, in Canada going oh, down, yeah. and you said, well, that just shows that Canadians are turning into chickens or something along, yeah, that, something like, like, something along that line. I never said that at all. And then it was, a, it was a full page in the back, and I'm thinking, gee, that doesn't sound like... I don't even <laughs> think I asked you. Dad, did you really say that? I, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> no, like, and well, it, you know. It, it was, sounded like me, though. Yeah. Right. And it was, yeah, that's what everybody said. Well, that's it sounded what I like. even had to ask you. And uh, so this paper had like a you full. Two, no, like two a, papers at it. Two then. papers. So you, you, you had like, you know, that was pretty bad. I could have owned one of the papers. Right. I mean, you know, you know, like, you know beat a murder victims' families and stuff for reading that. Yeah. Thinking how terrible that is. And uh, so the retraction was like. Yeah, a little wee... little for three, three, on the third page, a little wee thing in the bottom, right? Yeah, did not say it. Yeah. One, one retracted, one didn't. When we read stuff of the newspaper, oh, you guess. know, we always say, you got to take a major grain of salt because yeah. we've seen so much stuff that has just been basically lie. But I saw something yesterday. The last sport in the world you'd think anybody would be cheating at is uh, fishing. And these guys... I have to say, these guys got greedy. Anybody that didn't kind of see it on the news, what was happened was there was a walleye, but we call them pickerel in Canada. Pickerel, pickerel. Oh, they are the same fish. Yes. So same Canada's fish. I didn't pickerel. know that. I thought they were different species. No, no, they're the same fish. They call oh, them walleyes. We, we call them pickerel. Uh, tournament on Lake Erie, and there was a $30,000 first prize. 30000 That's first a prize, lot of a lot scratch. of money. Yeah. And these guys that were uh that won like 300 grand the year before and they went boats and, and everything. They, you know they went boats and everything like that came in with four pickerel and the pickerel four pickerel weighed 33 pounds uh, 33 pounds there's no way that four pickerel i don't know biggest pickerel in the world never weighed that much yeah so what happened was the guy weighed him. And he was quite enthusiastic, you know. Yeah, he was like, eh, you know, they, they, wow, 33. And he, they only needed 16 pounds to win the tournament. And, and here's the thing, Cindy. They would have won if they had played it straight. 
Right, because these fish. They were good fishermen. The uh, tournament organizer says, well, you got to stand with your four fish and take a picture. So you take a picture of the you know fish the way they do. And one guy walks up to him, and these fish weighed 33 pounds, these four pickerel. And one guy walked up, and he was a big guy. And he <laughs> said, great big. He says, all those guys seem to be big. big in he it. goes, there's no effing way those four fish weigh 33 pounds. And then what happened? And then, and then what happened is the guy that was in charge and everything he took the knife. And he cut them open, and here was weights. Weights. Imagine shoving weights, and, and, and they weren't fooling. No, they were. there was two weights per fish. So they, was like, so they figured, you know, there was almost like eight pounds of weights. And you should have seen the weights. Yeah, they were huge. They were, I was surprised they could fit down the fish's mouth. I saw them. You know what I mean? Or yeah. did they cut them open? No. No, no, no. no, no. They, they, were, they shoved them down the fish's throat. What's that? You, 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 you mentioned, right, when I mentioned this here, you mentioned about a bass tournament. What well, you know, I mean, I, I don't like, uh, you know, me being whatever, vegetarian. I don't like tournaments. I mean, they kill the fish for, you know, what's just like going hunting and who has the biggest deer yeah. or whatever like that. Well, I remember, you know, because they used to have those tournaments up here around uh, the Great Lakes in Ontario. Kingston. And uh, it was Molson. Molson had a really big popular derby. And uh, remember, all the de- all the people would be fishing in front of your cottage. You right, go, it, was, it was a bass derby. It was a bass derby, right? And they were always fishing oh, in front in of your place. In the morning, they would they go and they find where yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is, what I was wondering is that these pickerel. Uh, tournaments mustn't be like those bass tournaments no. because the bass tournaments you have to when you weigh your fish they have to be alive right yeah so i they, didn't know yeah. that so when i was watching the show i thought mm. how the hell did they get the weights and you know if the fish are you no, know i'm going on like this but uh, as you t- explained it to me tim they it's a difference with the uh, bass fish bass right tournaments. yeah like they yeah you got to weigh the fish live you got to weigh the fish and you know so i was one time at a golf tournament and it was a molson guy and we were talking and i said ah you know I, I said you know supposedly you guys throw those bass back give me a break i mean how many of them really go back into the water you know what i mean yeah. so so he go, oh no no no, and uh, you know, and now there's try to catch a bass around Kingston. Now you have to go practically out in the middle of Lake well, Ontario. Well, no, they're, they're big. They catch big bass down there now because they're away. But I told a joke. Uh, they asked me to be the speaker, so I told a joke about both the American and the Canadian. And what happened was that there's a line right along the line there, right along the St. Lawrence River. You could be on the American side or the Canadian. Oh, yeah, so you, yeah, right, you yeah. know, there's a line. So the joke is this. Uh, I said to Whitey, I said, we, these guys caught this. And he said, well, they're American. They're, they're American and they're Canadian uh, f- uh, bass. I said, well, how can, you tell the, uh, how can you tell them apart? Well, Americans are the big mouth. <laughs> and didn't go over because all the people were there were Americans. 